Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Four Persons Show on Blog Talk Radio. We are your enthusiastic and faithful Catholic apostolate. For more information about what we do, go to our show page at thefourpersons.com and our blog site at thefourpersons.net. To call in tonight with your comment or question, dial 515-602-9655. The number, again, is 515-602-9655.
Well, good Saturday night, everybody, and welcome to the Four Persons Network. And tonight we're taking it to the streets with Terry Delp. Terry, how are you doing this evening? Oh, pretty good, brother. And yourself? Doing good, working a lot of hours, tired, but uh, hanging in there. Yes, sir. And uh, that's kind of what this show here is about. Uh, I'm going to kind of share my journey a little bit, uh, some studies I did a little while back. Um, as I got into the, uh, well, as I got into the pro-life movement, um, I started noticing that uh, a lot of uh, my brothers and sisters that are a part of that pro-life uh, movement uh, weren't dedicated completely to uh, to saving innocent babies. I mean, yeah, they did things, uh, but then on some other uh, matters, they would, you know, they would concede, you know, uh, take two steps backwards and then take one step forward. And uh, I was watching Timothy Gordon on uh, YouTube, and I heard him use the word uh, abortion abolitionist. And I was like, wow, I like that. And uh, so I started my Facebook group, Abortion Abolitionist. And uh, and I started trying to think of, of what can we do in, here now in the physical realm to fight against uh, the, the evil that, that, is, uh, that is actually a, a spiritual battle, you know. Um, it's a spiritual battle that manifests itself in this worldly realm. And 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 uh, I I had some uh, not quite right thoughts, and I started reading uh, Thomas Aquinas, and that's what I was gonna go through here was my my journey of going through uh, Thomas Aquinas's uh, the Just War Theory. Um, I'm just gonna kind of read what I what I posted earlier, and then kind of expound on it just a tad bit. And if we have any callers call in, they want to jump in and, and give their two cents, uh, that would be great. According to, to Aquinas, uh, three elements must be met for a war to be just. Firstly, the war must be waged upon the command of a rightful sovereign. Secondly, the war needs to be waged for a just cause on account of some wrong the attack have committed. Thirdly, warriors must have the right intent, namely to promote good and to avoid evil. So I'm breaking down this just war theory in order to point out the levels of intensity that we must physically be willing to go to to fight this spiritual battle. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And it's if history is any indication, many times our own blood may be spilt for being bold enough to stand against Satan and his demonic forces. So I'm going to go through these three elements. Uh, the first element, war must be waged at the command of a rightful sovereign. Well, on face value, that would be the end of the entire discussion for Americans. Our sovereign is an apostate Catholic who has completely turned his back 
on Christ and his church and has embraced the ideology of enemy of demons. I would like to look at this from a, a Christian point of view. Most Christians, be they American, German, Egyptian, wherever they might be from, most fall under the governing authority of the country. And according to Romans chapter 13, they follow the laws of their land. If these laws are immoral or wicked, as was the case with Roe v. Wade, we do what we can to, to change those laws. But all of us, no matter who we are or where we're from, if we're Christian, we call Christ our king. Our true sovereign is Jesus Christ. His laws are found in scripture and in magisterial teaching. And I want to look at a few of, uh, of the scriptures, that I, just a few that I, I um, went through. Um, Psalm 139, 13 through 16, we read, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book. They were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me when yet there was none of them. Um, another short one, Exodus twenty thirteen, thou shalt not commit murder. Proverbs six sixteen through 19 says, things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue. And hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. Deuteronomy, uh, I chose that one because it, it says uh, hands that shed innocent blood. Deuteronomy twenty-seven twenty-five, cursed be he. That takes a reward to slay an innocent person. Psalm 106:38. And shed innocent blood, even blood of their sons and of their daughters, and polluted the land with blood. Genesis 9:6. Whosoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed, for God made man in His own image. And then let us look to Romans 13:1 uh, through 4. <coughs> Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, <clears throat> and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who re resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. I do not personally think that we're justified uh, because we fail to satisfy 
the very first element for a just war. Uh, we are not yet called to physical war by our King Jesus. But believe me, when he does call us, he's going to be leading us. He'll be in the front of the line, and he will lead us in the battle himself. <clears throat> uh, the second element, war needs to be waged for a just cause. Uh, no need to go into detail here. This is a just cause. Defending those who cannot defend themselves is, is the most righteous uh, uh, cause, uh, the most highest form of honor. Um, and three, warriors must have the right intent, promoting good and avoiding evil. And this we must be careful because if this spiritual battle spews out into the physical realm, I want I wanted everybody to understand that in any battle, the passions that arise within men can negate the good that they entered the battle to fight against. My reason for going through all this, like I said earlier, was to share my journey. I, I read the Just War Theory to justify my desire to pit, participate in a real war against these monsters. <clears throat> After using my, my faith and reasoning and reading Thomas Aquinas uh, and his words on this, I, I came to the conclusion that no, these, these abominations may cause Christ to come back sooner. And if the Marian apparitions of Akita are true, which I believe them to be, a great and terrible chastisement is surely around the corner. But for now, for right here, what are we called to do? I'm, I'm, I'm a hands-on type of guy. If I see a problem, I want to fix it. If I see a wrong, I want to right it. How do, how do we do this? For, for each of us, that answer is going to be a little bit different, but, but let, me, let me say this. What in your life do you give the most version of yourself to? Your children, your work, your family? Again, each of us are going to answer that differently, and this question is what brought me to, my, to the next level of my faith. For those that, that don't know, I, I was a gang leader, and while I was in that gang, I was willing to do whatever for the furtherance of that gang. Uh, I would take a life. I, I was willing to, to die myself if, if need be. Years after my conversion, I found myself living a, a good Catholic life, you know, going to church every Sunday and doing my best to avoid sin. I asked myself, how can I be a servant of Christ and not serve him with the same intensity, with that same level of intensity that I had served the gang? I mean, really, that I was serving Satan with. My eyes were open and my, my, my faith grew by leaps and bounds. Many of, the, many of us, we sacrifice huge portions of our lives to provide for our families, and that's good, and that's, that's honorable. My point here is everywhere we go with anyone who we have a conversation with, Jesus Christ should shine through us. This evil that, that has a death grip on society should be spoken against everywhere, every time. In, uh, in physical battles, the purpose is to, to harm the enemy. 
In the spiritual battle, the purpose is to shed light on the evil, to allow the light of Jesus Christ to shine through us and onto that onto the subject of that evil. And we may we may very well be harmed physically in doing so. Our service to Christ must be wholeheartedly. I mean, with everything we are, we must be willing to accept harm for Jesus Christ, cancellation, even death if necessary. There's no greater way to die than to to give my life for Jesus Christ. And in this battle against abortion, this is how we fight it. We arm ourselves with with scripture. We arm ourselves with prayer. We we read and we study to show ourselves approved, arm ourselves with knowledge, and then we speak against it. Physically stand with a rosary in hand in front of an abortion clinic. Offer support to, to women who need it. And, and, and pray for the babies, of course. Stand against evil men and women trying to make the murder of innocent children a choice. And not just, not just abortion either. The sins of homosexuality cry out to heaven. This twisted, insane, transgender mental illness, we must stand against it. Uh, uh, a lot of people are boycotting Bud Light Target and and the Dodgers. I'm all for that. We need to come together and stand against this. These are these are physical things that we can do, and and we need to expect to be canceled. Expect to get called into to human resource. It, it it isn't easy, easy, but no no battle is. And most of all, we as Christians, we need to stand together in Christ because we are one body and we will always need one another. The 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 enemy's gonna do everything it can to come against us. Uh, I know y'all seen that that one baseball player. He put out one YouTube video, uh, you know, standing against the uh, whatever those those crazy people are who dress up like nuns and and uh, just blaspheme the church, blaspheme God, and and you know just try to be make a mockery of the church. And uh, he made one video, and then the next day he's he's on television apologizing. He was he was cowed by by the the, the puppets of Satan. Now we need we need to stand against Satan, and we need to be able to stand against Satan no matter what whatever comes. We need to be able to say, now you know what? No, that's wrong. That's an abomination to God. And God will not be mocked, you know. And uh, anyway, that's kind of what I wanted to say tonight. Uh, I didn't do a lot of advertising, so I wasn't expecting to get any callers or anything. But if you got anything to to add on that, John? I, I think you're dead on. Everything that you're saying is is dead on. And I was just having this discussion with some friends just the other day, Terry. We were talking about... Uh, uh, two guys that I used to work with, they're they're brothers, and they and they both have a you know a different mindset, and 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 the and the owner of the company, basically his mindset is you know we can't uh, we can't speak about our faith, we can't uh, you know we we can't be out in the open about about these things because you know there's you know the the, the culture is too hostile to it, the culture is. Uh, you know, it's 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 just too uncomfortable of a you know there's too much too much to risk, 
and I was speaking to his brother about this and said, you know, hey, <laughs> you know, there was a time when to speak out against, uh, speak out in favor of your faith meant death. Yes. Uh, and and we're headed towards that time again. Uh, and now is the time when we need to take a mantle and we need to speak out. We need to speak out about, against this woke craziness, against this abortion, against this pedophilia and this perversion. Now is the time to to take up the banner, uh, no matter what the cost. And and that's what it. Um, uh, you know, I've lost I've lost jobs because I did the right thing because I I I, I stood up for. Um, you know, people who were being trampled, people who were being mistreated. And I'm not trying to raise myself up as a, you know, as, as, as anything special, because that's what we're called to do. Right. Um, and that doesn't, that doesn't make you special. I mean, that's, no, that should be what every man does. No, Terry, Jesus said, Jesus said, those who are ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of them before my father. So oh. when you're called when you're called to make that te- test and make that testimony, you you have to be ready. Like I said, you have to be ready to make a defense of what is right, no matter what it costs you, no matter what the cost, even down to your very life. You know, John, I, I don't. What I don't understand, and and it, it proved itself out really well with the with the Bud Light putting the the trans person on the can. It proved itself out. There are way more. Okay, I'm gonna say first of all, there's way more Christians. Uh, all, and I'm saying, it, followers of Jesus Christ, not just Catholics. There's mm-hmm. way more Christians in Americans than there are insane people trying to dress like the opposite sex and have their body parts chopped off. There's way more. But even right. further than that, there's way more sane people. Who, than insane people, right? But for some reason, the same people won't speak out against it in, until it creeps into their world. You know, uh, like I said, Bud Light was a great example. You you creeped into the world of of you know hardworking men and 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 uh, and, it, and it went bad for them. You know, but on everything like uh, the the Target thing, the the Dodgers allowing those crazy people to go in there and mock God. Uh, anytime the woke tries to push their demonic or insane agenda, man, we, we should be standing against it. Not, uh, you know, at, like with the Bud Light thing, that wasn't an organized boycott. Right. Mm-hmm. People like myself said, okay, I'll never buy another Anheuser-Busch product again. You know, it was like right. a bunch of individuals just just stopped buying it, you know. They made a personal and, decision. Hey Terry, have you seen the movie Nefarious yet? I have not been able to see it. Uh, I've been working like crazy. Yeah. Uh, I do want to see I it. Trust me, I understand. Though. Well, there's a scene in the movie where the uh, the counselor who's interviewing, you know, the prisoner who who is possessed. Uh, and he makes a sarcastic remark about, well, you know, I didn't realize we that, that that this was a fight. I didn't realize that this was a battle. And the demon responds to him, "Yes, that's why you're losing. That's why." And 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 what what a what a statement for our time, Terry. That's why we're losing. 
We're losing because there's too many of us that don't understand that we're in a fight. That don't understand right. there's you're not going to have peace with the other side by doing nothing. You're not, you know, Doctor Phil. I don't know what you think about Doctor Phil, but in one of his books, he wrote a line that uh, that that I really like. He said, "Hey, listen, you know, most people don't like to fight. Most people don't want to be in a fight." He said, but if you walk into a restaurant and somebody walks up and punches you in the mouth, you're in a fight. Now, you can, <laughs> you, you can, you can, you know, crawl on the floor in the fetal, you can take the fetal position on the floor, uh, or you can try to get to your feet. But one way or another, you're in a fight. One side is fighting. And, and yeah. that's, that's where we're at right now. And we've been in, in this, you know, for decades, for for decades, we've been in this fight. It really, you could say for centuries, but it's really accelerated in the last few decades. We are under siege. Our way of life is absolutely under siege. And you're either going to get on your feet and fight, or you're going to be, you're going to be swept under. Because the devil's not going right. to stop fighting just because we do. Exactly, exactly. I'm going back and forth with a guy on Facebook, and uh, he 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 uh, he says that I sound like an angry person. Well, well, I am. I am angry, you know. Uh, but my anger isn't at the 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 person who's allowed their mind to be taken over. My anger is at the the abominations that are taking place, the the mockery of of God, Carrie? my 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 creator. Harry, invite invite the person to call in. Invite the person to call in and give his viewpoint. All right. Let's see. Let me give you the number. Five one five. Hold on one second. Tell him he'll be given he'll be given a free hearing. Five, he'll one, be five six zero two. Got it. Nine six five five. He'll he'll be given every opportunity to give his side. But uh, my 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 thing is because uh, I've heard a lot of brothers that that uh, I sent them a message. I don't know if they'll call in or not. But um, I, I've run into a lot of brothers that uh, you know their 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 take on this spiritual war is yeah we just gotta pray. And I'm like yeah of course you gotta pray. But praying praying is like putting your shoes on. You don't just put your shoes on and stay seated down. You put your shoes on and you get up and you go to work. The work ain't going to get done just because you put your shoes on. You know, right. yeah, I pray uh, God help me, and then I go right. through it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so, so if you're praying, uh, God, please help me dig this ditch. I really need to dig this ditch. I'm going to be in a lot of trouble if I don't complete this ditch. Yeah. It's okay to say that there, but you're still going to have to pick up a shovel. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he ain't, God ain't gonna, I'm pretty sure God's not going to dig the ditch for you. Now, he might, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to. What do you think? Well, it's kind of like this this joke I once heard about this lady. There's a flood that came in, right? Mm-hmm. And it's flooding hard, and they done told everybody to evacuate. Police come by, and they tell her, ma'am, come on, you need to get out of here. It's fixing the flood. And she said, no, that's all right. I prayed to God. He'll save me. So then the water got up uh, to where 
the first half of her floor was was covered, right? And uh, a boat came up and was like, hey, lady, get in. Uh, uh, it's coming down hard. We need to get out of here. She was like, oh, no, I'll be all right. I pray to God. He's going to save me. And then the water got all the way up to the roof of the house, and a helicopter flew over and dropped a line and said, lady, come on, you got to get out of here or you're going to drown. And she said, no, I'm going to be all right. I pray to God. He's going to save me. Well, the lady drowned and went to heaven, and when she got up there, she said, God, I prayed to you. How come you didn't save me? He said, lady, I sent you a cop in a car. Then I sent you a boat. Then I sent you a helicopter. You weren't listening to me at all. <laughs> right, right. No, that's that's that, that's the that's really the way that it is. And and um, people people don't understand. God works through human beings. Now mm-hmm. God can change a, a human being's heart. And and you know what, Terry? Sometimes, uh, you know, they say God answers prayers three ways. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no, and sometimes the answer is wait. Okay? Well, yeah. honestly, the last two we don't want to hear. We don't want to hear those last two, you know? Uh, but uh, you know, I, have, I have things in my life, very big things, very important things, very critical things, very meaningful things that I've been praying for for years. Those prayers haven't been answered yet, uh, but you know what? Um, I, I'm just going to keep keep going. I'm going to keep being faithful. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep doing what 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 I need to do because uh, we don't always understand what God is doing. We don't always understand what what you know how how He's doing what He's doing. But if you've read the Bible, you understand that when God works things out. He's going to work things out in a way that you didn't expect. Uh, you know, the whole story of the Messiah, when Jesus when Jesus came, they didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize him. They didn't accept him because he wasn't what they expected in a Messiah. He wasn't what they wanted in a Messiah. They wanted a Messiah that was going to come and place his boots on the, on the throats of the Romans and, and, and crush them with one step. And he could have come that way. God could have sent the Messiah to us that way, but he chose not to. Right. He chose not to. Um, you know, the the idea of the atheist asks us this question, if God is all good and all, all just, why does he remove all suffering from the world? Well, that wasn't God's way of responding to the problem of suffering. The way that God decided to respond to the problem of suffering was to plunge himself right in the midst of it and come here as the suffering servant to suffer and die for us. That's incomprehensible to us. There's no way we could have predicted that. There's no way we could have grasped that or understood that. So, you know, this idea that I'm going to pray and, and, and God's going to work everything out the way that I, um, Hope that he will. Um, you don't know God if you think that, right? And and anybody listening, I want them to pay special attention to what you said earlier. When it said, "If you deny me before man, 
I will deny you our father, right? Mm-hmm. Because not and, and that don't just mean like if somebody asks you if you believe in Jesus and and you say no, that it ain't talking about just that denial. Is is mm-hmm. is everything he said to do? You know, uh, you know, when he said to uh, clothe the naked, feed the hungry, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. this, you know. Whatever you've done to the least of these, my my servants, you've done unto me. And, Gary, and one I, I heard a priest one time. I heard a priest one time in his homily say, "There's three ways to deny Jesus. Three ways. The first is by our words. The second is by our actions, and the third is by our silence. Those are the three ways our that we silence, deny that's Jesus." That's what I'm getting at. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. The silence part. Uh, if if I mean, if you're silent in the face of evil, yeah, I mean, you're denying God. You're de- nobody knows that you're a servant of God because you're like Peter. Remember, Peter scared mm-hmm. to say he was a servant. You know, he was hiding well, amongst I, the crowd. You know, right? You know, you came from a violent background, okay? And and you know, I've heard your testimony, and I was very moved by your testimony. Um. You know, and and you came from a very very troubled tr- troubled and and violent background. You were a um, you were a very um, you know angry you know man. So, um, but that doesn't mean that violence is always bad. Okay, Terry, if you were driving through a city and you looked on the sidewalk. And you saw a man physically harming a child, and you didn't get out and wreak violence on that man to save that child. Well, in, in this is a case where not acting in a violent manner is the evil thing to do. Uh, we got a right, question right. in the chat room. Let me, let, let me enter in. That's why. Go ahead, go ahead. We had a question in the chat room. Let's see. Let's let's see if you can answer this. In the book of Revelations, at the end, not to add to this book, is that just to the book of Revelations or to any of the books of the Bible? No, that's referring just to the book of Revelation. Uh, John wrote the book of Revelation. The the strong, you know, it was was believed earlier that John wrote the book of Revelation in the 90s. But the strong evidence now that, that's come out supports the idea that John wrote the book of Revelation in the year 68 A.D. during the reign of the four emperors. One of the examples of the, of the evidence to support that is that his, his grasp of the nuances of the Greek language were not as refined in the book of Revelation as they were in the other four books. The other thing is that he talked about he talked about seven kings, five have fallen. Well, the five kings that had fallen were Augustus, Tiberius, Claudius, Caligula, and Nero. So he wrote the book of Revelation in the year sixty eight AD. And he wrote four other books after that. He wrote the gospel and he wrote three epistles. So if it was referring to the entire canon of scripture, then John himself would have violated that edict. So to answer your question, it refers just to the book of Revelation. Go ahead. Please continue, okay. uh, Terry. Oh, I'd like to add to that. <laughs> when uh, when John wrote the end, 
at the end of the book of Revelations, if you read the book of Revelations, that was the end. The end. You know what I'm saying? That was the, yeah, the end of, of, of the life that we know on earth right now. Uh, but what you were saying about silence and, and, and uh, that's why I was the guy. Uh, I have never met the guy, never talked to him personally. That's why he, he, he's, he's convinced that I'm a, uh, angry, uh, person, right? Because, uh, he asked, you know, what would I do? Um, if, uh, if, you know, I, I seen a, uh, a guy who, who the scenario I had wrote was, you know, we, we, uh, we we say that we fight against abortion. Oh, let's take it to the next level. What if a guy is a fugitive on the run from the law? He's killed hundreds of kids and, and raped them, done all kind of wickedness, you know. And we walk into a restaurant, and there he is, you know. What do we do, you know? And uh, he asked me, "What do I do?" And I, <laughs> you know, I was. I was working and checking my phone at the same time. So I was like, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was I would attack with all the violence that I possess, you know? Uh, and, you know, so that kind of got me painted as a angry person. But yeah, the same thing you said, if I, if I'm driving down the road and I see somebody, you know, <laughs> physically harming a child. Yeah. I mean, this, it's just, I, I'm a man. That's, it ain't like, what would I do? Does that make me better than the next man? No. That's what all men should do. All men should protect the innocent. All you're men. The, you're the only hope that child has in that in that situation. So yeah. Let me let me make a let me make a shout out real quick to the person in the it's it's bring it boyi is the person visiting the chat room and we're so glad you paid a visit. Uh, visit anytime. You call in if you want. Numbers uh. Five one five six zero two nine six five five. But you're welcome anytime, and uh, we really appreciate you stopping by. But go ahead, continue what, what, what you're saying, Terry. Yeah, and uh, especially Christian men, you know, uh, I think that we need to uh, bring masculinity back into society. We should be leading the fight, and uh, um, you know, trying to save these babies. Yeah. Some of it is going to be through uh, dialogue, but my stance is I will not I will not dialogue with, say, like a transgender person who's trying to explain to me how this is normal. I'm, I'm that is not a dialogue I'm willing to have. That that is a, a conversation of insanity. That's like trying to dialogue with somebody that the, the moon's made of cheese like i'm, I'm not well, going to have is. that dialogue let's talk about the ministry the apostolate that we have here uh you know on this network it's the right. four persons it's about loving the lord your god with your whole heart your whole mind your whole soul and your whole strength so you can't engage in a Dialogue with somebody whose mind is not sound. All right. Now you can call your you if you're a man you can call yourself a woman. I I can call myself a, a peanut butter sandwich if I want. <laughs> that doesn't make it so. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, 
uh, people can say, well, you know, I believe what I believe. I, I, I have a right to believe what I believe. Okay, well, you know what? You have a right to believe what you believe to a certain extent, as long as, it, as, long as it's grounded in reality. All right? If I believe right. that I can fly, that's going to be a problem because I don't have a story window. I'm going straight to the sidewalk. I can believe I can fly all I want to, but my belief that I can fly is is to my detriment. Now, you believe that you're a man and you can make yourself a woman, and you believe that there's nothing wrong with with a, a, a man going into a little girl's bathroom. All right, don't think for one second that you're going to be able to stand in front of the just judge. And he's going to give any, you know, hearing to any of that. All right? right. Don't even right. think and, for and, one and, second. And, 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 hey, one step further there, uh, John, don't don't think for one second that you're going to follow one of my nieces into the woman's bathroom and, and not be using the handicapped bathroom for the rest of your life. All right. I saw a meme on Facebook one time. Um, a man who identified as a woman followed a little girl into the into the um, into the girl's bathroom. The father of the little girl, who identified as a tooth, tooth fairy, <laughs> proceeded to walk in and <laughs> knock all of his teeth out. <laughs> identified as a tooth fairy. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty that good. That sounds about right, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. But you know, Christian men, uh, we need to get into the word of God. We need to make ourselves knowledgeable of scripture, uh, and, and and we need to stand up and we need first and foremost, we need to be the head of our household. We need to lead our family to Christ. That I mean that's you know, that's what we're called to do, priest, prophet and king. And then outside, within our neighborhood, men need to be men again. You know, uh, man, you wouldn't believe how many – because I, I, I go through a lot of – I consume a lot of YouTube, always trying to get a better understanding. You wouldn't believe how many times I've heard the term toxic masculinity. I'm like, what in the – what is that? There's nothing toxic about masculinity. True Christian masculinity is, is, I mean, that's what this world is missing. That's why the well, society is on the downward slope that it's on right well, now. Well, I, I would say, I would say, toxic masculinity. If if you've got a man that's beating his wife, that's abusing his children, yeah, that's toxic. Okay. Yeah, but that's there's toxic. nothing masculine about. There's nothing masculine about that. When I was coming up, a guy that was Fight women. He was abroad. That that there's nothing masculine about that, you know. Right, right. And, you know, that man, you, that man is a coward. He's a coward. Yeah, he's, he's not a, a man. Yeah, that's what that's what I meant by abroad. Yeah, he's he's a coward. Yeah, there's nothing ma- masculine about that. There's there's nothing masculine about picking a fight with somebody that you know you can beat up. Uh, I mean, that's just. I mean. What I'm saying, when I use the term masculinity, I like to throw Christian in front of it 
because true Christian masculinity is taught in the Bible, especially in the uh, uh, the letter to the Ephesians. And it's spelled out exactly how men should be. I mean, and and that's what we need to bring back because, man, uh, right now, we're we're uh, we're losing ground. We're losing ground. Not just in, and 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 uh, of course, I started to show off about abortion because that's one of the things that I'm really passionate about. I'm not really passionate about crazy men that that want to chop their pieces of their bodies off or whatnot because that, that's just insanity. And uh, you know, I, I'm not really help. passionate. Yeah, then people need help. Then people need a doctor. But here's the deal: the ones that try to logically or reasonably justify the murder of an innocent baby uh yeah that's something i'm passionate about because there's some there's some really smart people that are arguing for this that 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 murder is it should be a choice you know uh and so it's something i'm really passionate about but the whole society as a whole not just with the boys the whole society i mean all of the the so-called woke agenda is is just uh, it, it's like we've we've tied a brick around our neck and we've jumped into the ocean and we just keep sinking deeper and deeper and deeper. And, and you know what though, the the biggest thing about it is that that these people, these these freaks, okay, and and that's what they are. They're freaks. These freaks that are parading this agenda. They're a very, very small, but very, very, very militant and loud majority. All right. Are you familiar with St. Bernadette? Yes. St. Bernadette is one of my favorite saints. All right. St. Bernadette said the only people that I fear are bad Catholics. That's what she said agree with her because the thing about it is that if if all of the Catholics in the United States stood up and legitimately practiced their faith and legitimately prayed and legitimately uh like I said practiced their faith uh lived according to the tenets of their faith Terry, the evil in the world would disappear overnight. It would disappear overnight. All well, I, Catholics, I, I, if 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 every Catholic, if the majority of Catholics, right now, you and I, brother, I don't know if you realize it or not, we are in the minority. The majority of Catholics would just believe the 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 tenet upon which our entire faith. Uh, revolves around, and that is Jesus Christ truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity mm-hmm. in the Eucharist. If everyone believed that, oh yeah, we we would be on fire. Let me ask you this: What does the word discern mean to you? When you discern, discern something, means, what does that mean? That means uh, using. Uh, the wisdom that you have to be able to problem and and come to a reasonable solution. Mm-hmm. So discern means to to use 
your mental faculties to recognize the truth, right? Right. I mean, that's what it, that's that's what it means. To discern is another word for recognize. That's what it means. It means to right. recognize. Oh, I want to read you a passage. I'm I'm looking up the passage right now. I want to I want to read it. So this is from First Corinthians. Okay. Hold on a second. Where, where I'm looking it up, it's giving me all kinds of – it's giving me notes on the passage without giving me the passage. So just bear with me a second. I don't want notes on the passage. I want the passage. Okay. So this is 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 20 uh starting with verse 27 okay whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the of the lord in an unworthy manner will be concerning the body and blood of the lord let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup for anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. Wow, I never looked at it like that, but yeah, yeah. Here Paul is saying that if you don't discern the body, if you don't recognize the body of Christ, when you're eating the bread and drinking the cup, you eat and drink judgment on yourself. Well, now, this is a very, very scary warning here. Okay. Yeah. And and if you are profaning the body of Christ by supporting the woke agenda, by supporting abortion, by supporting gay marriage, by supporting all this perversion, and then you dare to present yourself in front of the priest for Holy Communion, listen, brother, wow. I don't want to be in the throne room of heaven when your judgment is handed down. I don't want to even be in the room. I'll just tell you that straight you know, up. You could, that, you could take that passage another way, too, because like you said, discern is also another word for recognize. And mm-hmm. so if you're receiving the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, and you don't believe that that's the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, you're also drinking judgment and eating judgment upon that's ex- yourself. That's exactly what Paul is saying. If you don't recognize that... If, it, it's not a what, it's a who. Right. You don't recognize who you're receiving. Don't get in that communion line. Do yourself a favor. Decide not to receive communion until you do some reading, you do some studying. Do not present, because the challenge to the faith, the challenge to our faith is this. The priest elevates that host and says, the body of Christ. And you say, Amen. Which means, yes, it is so. Now, if you don't believe it, don't receive it. Don't receive right. it. Because if you receive that host and you don't believe who you're receiving, you'll answer for it. All right? And uh, William Hemsworth was on just this morning talking about this very thing, talking about John chapter 3, uh, verse uh, uh, 18, that says, He who does not believe is already condemned. 
And in John chapter oh, wow. 6, it says that those who do not believe will be condemned. And 1 Corinthians 11 says, if you receive the body of blood without without recognizing it as the body, you eat and drink judgment on yourself. I mean, that's as serious a warning as you could have. Now, we have Catholic politicians in this country who have a special responsibility. They have a special responsibility because of their prominence, because of their uh, visibility to lead by example. And these Catholic politicians are presenting themselves for to receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ while promoting this atrocity of abortion and these and these perversions that you're talking about. And then they dare to present themselves in the communion line. Like I said, I, I don't want to be there on Judgment Day when their when their sentence is handed down. I don't want to even be in the throne room. You know, I I, I read about the uh, the Marian apparition at Garamondal, and I know it's not approved or or disapproved yet. Well, uh, it is. Uh, Garamondal is what? is condemned. It is condemned. It is it is rejected by the church. Oh, it has been? Yes, it has been. Yes, it has uh, been rejected well, by after the church. I read, after I read that, uh, I was looking up to the sky because uh, uh, it was some, you know, the... But you did bring up Akita earlier, and Akita is approved. Akita is an approved apparition. Well, the same, uh, well, not the same, but a chastisement was also... Um, Given you know the the vision was given about a chastisement and Akita it, uh, uh, mm-hmm. if we don't uh, you know turn from 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 yeah. our, our uh, evil ways and in, and, and, and in Fatima and in Fatima as well yeah and uh, so and we're there's not no turning, question I mean, there's no question that if we don't straighten up bad bad days are coming Terry they're they're coming yep. And it yeah. seems like we're heading down that 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 road. Uh, I just, you know, I ask all Catholic men, man, to stand up for Christ. Uh, be a good example in your households, in your neighborhoods, in your counties, in your cities, and in your states. Um, because, uh, yeah, it's coming, and when it when it when it happens, uh, you know, it's it's too late. <laughs> you need yeah. to be ready. Uh, even when and I and I know because I'm going to uh, I'm going to a church right now that is uh, not the most conservative church I've ever been to. I'm trying to be polite, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I've I've gone into confession and uh, in, in some churches around America, and you know I, I confess. What I I've discerned, uh, what I've 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 searched my conscience, and I yeah. consider okay, I sinned, I wronged God in doing this, and th- I can see the expression on the pre because I, I like I don't like to do the traditional confession. I like to do it face to face, and mm-hmm. um and I can see this look of. On the priest's face, like I'm just wasting his time. Like, I, are you serious? You, 
you're really confessing that, you know, like, you know, uh, the last confession I went to in Georgia, the priest didn't even give me a penance. I had to remind him, what what is my penance, mm-hmm. you know? It don't matter who the priest is. Well, it's the same thing. I oh, mean, well, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. Where, where I live right now, yeah, where I live right now, um, you know, my church is about four miles away. Uh, but I prefer to go to the church that's ten miles away, and and I go there as often as I can because just just for the same reason. And there and 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 there's certain there are certain things. I mean. Um, I, I never attack a priest. I never t- attack a Catholic church, but sometimes it does seem like they're kind of mailing it in. Sometimes it seems yeah. like they're kind of mailing it in. They're kind of going through the motions, um, and um, you know, little things. You know, sometimes, like for instance, they don't say the Saint Michael prayer at the end of the mass. Why? Why, yeah. why would you yeah, leave yeah. that off? If there is yeah. ever a time in our history that we need St. Michael's intercession, <laughs> this is yeah. that time, okay? So, you know, just little not, things like not, that. The only, time, the only time I've been egregiously grieved uh, was in Tupelo, Mississippi. And this was a few years ago. This was the only time. Like, I've been through some homilies that were kind of like, ah, that, you know, that that was missing the mark a little bit or this or that. But you know what? The body blood, soul and divinity is still president and, and I'm still brought to tears when he elevates the host. Tupelo, Mississippi, I went forward to receive and I I, I go to mass all over America. I travel everywhere. Mm-hmm. I fell down to my knees to receive communion and uh the priest put his hand on my shoulder and says, We don't do that here. And I was like, I, I didn't understand what he was saying. I was, I was huh? And uh, he said, uh, we, don't, we don't do that here. And I said, oh, well, just give me a blessing then. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I was like, wow. That that was the only time where I've been like, whoa, I'll never go back to that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've, I've also been at, at parishes where um, – where I've seen that the priests did have the courage to to stand up and give just a a, a stem winder of a of a homily that spoke to the issues that we need to hear and you know and and then come to find out that you know there's repercussions that that that, that priest is you know yep. uh, you know no no longer there and and rumors are swirling that he was told to step down and. It, it's just a very uncomfortable situation that we're in. Hey, Terry, we're um, we're just about out of time in the live stream, so um, why don't you go ahead and end us uh, with the prayer, and uh, and we'll be back in a, in another week. All right. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Saint Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl throughout the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen and amen, brother. I love you, brother, and I will see you next Saturday. God bless you. All righty. God bless. Bye.